0: You can be seated if you want to. Praise God. It is wonderful to have our dear friends with us today. Brother and Sister Simpson, they came further than any of us. Amen. Uh, They flew in late Friday night from Baltimore and uh, drove over yesterday and we got to spend last night with them and so thankful, I guess we met them several years ago, probably about four years ago now, time flies and the Lord was gracious and kind to us and we are just honored to know them and they are precious people and they're super, super easy to love and uh, because they just love people and So we're thankful to have them today. I don't know if they're both going to preach, one's going to preach. I'm not sure what's going to happen there. I'm going to leave that to Brother Simpson. But uh, we're honored that you're here today. Brother Simpson, please come. They pastor in Baltimore. They came out of the church that Brother Wright started there in Arnold and uh, as part of that multi-congregational group of Antioch. And we're thrilled that
1: they're here today. God bless you, my brother. Take your liberty. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Amen. Uh, how many glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Glad to be here this morning. How many love the Lord this morning? Amen. How many really love the Lord this morning? Now, how many really, really love the Lord this morning? Isn't he a good God? You're glad you serve him amen uh I wasn't uh raised in the church uh It would have been a good thing if I would have been um, i uh spent the first twenty five years of my life uh searching and looking uh, looking for answers um, My mother was raised in one particular denomination of Christianity, and my father was raised in another. Um, and so I was, uh, my religion was a captist (laughs) or batholic and you can maybe figure out what the two are. (laughs) And, uh, but about 28 years ago, I, uh, found God, not that he was lost. I was, I was the one lost looking for him and, uh, it's been a great journey, a lot of hills, but like this place, a lot of valleys also. Um, hey Amen. You can't always stay on the mountaintop, but there there are blessings in the valley, and you all should should know that. Hey Amen. I don't. We were driving this morning, and I'm looking at houses on the hilltops, and they're the houses that obviously people desire to be in. I'm not one of them. <laughs> While well, they may look nice up on the mountaintop. That's all right. I would rather be down in the valley low. Uh, let me tell you, you have something precious here this morning. Don't take it for granted. I came in from uh, Baltimore, as he said. I didn't pay attention to the uh, the churches or anything like that, facilities. Uh, from the time I drove uh, from Seattle to here, obviously I was keeping my eyes on the road, uh, uh, but uh, when I left the, the pastor's house um, coming here, I noticed the different church facilities and buildings, and I paid uh, much attention to that. And I uh, said, so, wow, okay, you're, you're, you're pretty much like Baltimore. It's a, pretty much a church on every corner. And, uh, but you have something different here in this building. You don't need to compare yourself with anyone else because you're not like anyone else. Uh, You know, not to uh, belittle anyone else because it's not about who we are. It's about the God that we serve. And there is something in this house that goes beyond religion. It goes beyond the tradition of man goes beyond man's concepts and ideas and ideology and it's that one true God that fills all space and it's beyond all space he's in this very building this very moment and we must realize that and understand that we're not participating in religion the songs are not something just to do to to kind to fancy ourselves with the beat The presence of God moved in on this place as we begin to worship him and to begin to lift him up. And all we need to do is just open up our heart. Just surrender our spirit to him. This world teaches us the opposite. To close ourselves off. To isolate ourselves. Don't let people see the real you. Don't let people see the one that is hurting the one that's in pain, the one that's struggling, the one that's going through difficulties. Put a smile on your face and let everyone know everything is okay, even when everything is not okay. Now, I live in the real world, and you live in the real world. But because we are believers, we are duped to believe that we should not look at the things that are real and true. And, you know, we are... Born again believers, so we don't have to go through what everyone else has to go through. That's not necessarily true. It rains on the just and the unjust alike, just like the sun shines on the just and the unjust alike. But we do ourselves a disservice when we uh, uh, we don't open up. And you know, we have that facade that everything is okay. I'm strong. Well, when you're strong, God can't be strong. And um, I didn't come here with all that in mind or intended, but I, I, I just want to obey God. Is that okay? Can I do that even? I do. I I believe I have something to preach. And I don't know whether you are, you're, I I imagine he's probably short-winded or whatever, and I don't know whether I'm long-winded or short-winded. Like one preacher said, I'm, I'm a short-winded preacher. I just take a long time to get to where I need to get to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, don't get fearful, somebody was like, oh, oh my God. We're going to allow the Holy Ghost to move. I, I, he, gave me, he gave me liberty. I submitted myself to the pastor and the bishop, and I want to give honor to him as well, I, my dear friends. And I, I think it's been about four, maybe five years uh, that I've known the hearts, precious people. You have something here, folks. You don't take it for granted. And, uh, and uh, so we've been knowing them and, and so glad to be here and to be with them. Again, you have something special. But I submit myself to the pastor and, and the bishop uh, of this church, and I did that from the time I got off the plane and, and, and everything else. And so I, I'm doing this under, uh, under their umbrella. Uh, is your wife, is she teaching? She's teaching. She's teaching. She's teaching. Could I mess up something? Can someone teach? I'm not all least Could you borrow for five minutes, please? I just want to obey God. Um, I do have something I want to share with everyone, but I, I just want to obey God. I um, I was awakened around one thirty this morning or so. I guess I think you were awakened around the same time after talking with you this morning. I think you said it was around one thirty, two o'clock. It was like quarter of two. As a matter of fact, I looked at the clock. I decided, let me get up. So it was around two o'clock. I don't know whether it was two o'clock according to the clock or whatever the case may be, one o'clock, two o'clock. And that's, you know, I didn't, you know, uh, sleep that long at that particular time. And I I had my eyes closed and I just began to talk to God. But as I did that, I felt a presence in that room. I don't want to spook anyone out or whatever, but I felt a presence that just showed up. And I'm like, Lord, what is this? It was, I felt so much peace. And the Lord said, I sent my angel here. I said, okay, what do I do with this? He said, send him out. He has others with him. And I lose the angels of God throughout Yakima, throughout uh Sailor is a sailor? y'all call it y'all call it sailor? someone said Sailor I don't know who said this. It. Sailor, and uh I, I, we believe in angels where I'm from because uh I believe in God Amen uh, you know a lot of people believe in devils Say man that devils always messing with me how many believe devils always the people believe that right and a lot of times we give a whole lot of credence to the devil in our life. We give more credence to the devil, fallen angels, than we do. There are more. There are two-thirds of the angels that are still in heaven. It's two to one. And we talk a lot about the fallen angels, a lot about the devils and all that. Well, if it's, it's only for every one devil, there's two angels. So I believe in the ministry of angels. And uh, that's just a side note. But the power... The presence of God was there uh, this morning. It's here now. Sorry, you probably had a great lesson you wanted to teach you. <laughs> or maybe she's saying, oh, I got out of it. Yes. <laughs> One of the two. When I was downstairs praying, uh, I knew who you were. I saw your face. and I, I'm sorry, I couldn't remember your name. And I was like, man, when you told me last night that. You know, and it's not age, age, even though I'm up there, but I just have a hard time remembering names. But I knew who you were. And uh, so when we were praying this morning and downstairs or whatever, I felt the Holy Ghost. I felt the Holy Ghost kind of charged me to pray for you, pray for your wife, pray for you two together. And I know everything is probably going nice and dandy and sweet and everything else. But I felt like the Lord I just felt weight. And I looked and it's like, what in the world am I feeling? And I felt like there was a weight on your shoulder that God wanted to remove today. So why don't you just come right down in the front? I sister I, Pastor and whoever you would like to pray. You have some people you would like to pray for. I just want to obey God. And I don't know anything. I just want to obey God. But you grab your husband by the hand and you just lift that other hand up to the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, God knows. <laughs> Hallelujah, hallelujah. Won't we get a load of hand, clap of praise. I don't know what all that's about. I don't know what that's for the past, present, or future. I just want to obey God. Amen. Brother, you have such a good, I was telling you, Pastor, you such a good spirit. I, I mean, tremendous spirit. And um, the best is not behind you, only in front of you. I believe that, I don't know what all God has. Thank you, sister. God bless you. Thank amen, you. praise God. God knows, I don't know, I don't know anything. Praise God. I know Him, Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yes. Amen. again, I do have something I would like to um, share with you. if I could, amen, if you have your Bibles, it's a good thing. I have a, a Bible and an iPad, but uh, it's my iPad. I keep my scriptures and, and notes and things of that nature on my iPad. So um, it's not as equivalent to the Bible, but I do have the Bible on there just to let you know. If you return to, I don't know what your, whatever it is, whether you stance sit, whatever you want to do is fine. You can stand on your head. I don't really care, whatever. But if you uh, return to Ecclesiastes chapter number three, and um, I'm going to be reading the uh, A few verses of scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I'm going to begin at verse 1, and I'm going to read uh, down through several verses. Amen. Amen. And I think we should all have it. I'm sure it's probably on the screen behind me. Praise God. Amen. I want to give honor to this congregation as well. Um, What a tremendous spirit you have here. Praise God. To everything there is a season. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. The amplified version for that particular verse says there is a season, a appointed time or a time appointed for everything and a time for every delight and event or purpose under heaven. That particular word, season, is not really like what we would think, especially over here with all the fruit trees, and man, I love some good-looking fruit, too, I'll tell you that, all the fruit trees and things of that nature, and and we think of uh, more readily, we think of season, where I'm from, I'm, I'm from Maryland, and so... It doesn't really ma- matter whether it's winter, summer, spring, or fall. You can get anything at any time. You can get 80 degrees in in the in the winter, and you can have a you know, uh, we had snow. Um, I think in May, April, something like that. So and you know, so it doesn't really matter. But for you, you understand season. But this particular Hebrew word is not what we would think as a, a season of time. It's actually the Hebrew word that actually means an appointed time or, or a set time. It is only written in the Hebrew four times in the Bible. And each time it is written, it's written either as an appointed time, a time appointed, or a set time. But for whatever reason, the the uh, Hebrew writer chose the word season, which is kind of deceptive in a sense. I don't want to say it's deceptive as far as the Bible, but the translation was probably not as accurate as it could have been. And so this is when, it, when it's referring to a a season here, it's to everything there is an appointed time or a set time. Now, and then it goes on, and meaning also a time to every purpose under the heaven. So I'm going to go on. Verse number two, a time to be born. Now, this particular word time is an, an occasion or a time frame. It's, it's not something that is necessarily appointed like the other uh, verse of scripture or the other word meaning uh, season. But this is a, a just a time for something to happen, a, a time to be born, a time to die, a, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time of war and a time of peace. Verse number 11 says, he hath made, he being God, hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set the world in their heart. And this particular world, world, if you would permit me, is not what we think of meaning this this age or the, the the cosmos or uh the earth or whatever this particular word actually is eternity and when you see this this particular word translated everywhere else in the bible it's talking about uh, uh without end or everlasting you hear it or ever or forever and so this particular Hebrew word actually means eternity. He have set eternity in their heart or so or even so that man can uh, find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. If, I, if you would permit me, I would like to read a couple of other uh, translations of verse number 11 to kind of give a, a full picture of what God is communicating in this particular verse. The New King James Version has it like this. He has set everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has made or put eternity in their hearts, except that no no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to the end. The New International Version says it like this. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom. Can phantom, I'm sorry, what God has done from beginning to the end. Can I have that water for me, please? Thank you. So he said, I've, I've, I've said eternity in the heart, but no one can fathom the what God has done from the beginning to the end. And one other translation, the, Living, uh, the New Living Translation says it like this. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own Time. He has planted every, or has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to the end. Even though every single thing is beautiful in its time and God has made these things for us, we can't see the full scope of everything God has done and is doing from the beginning to the end. I want to talk to you on this subject. God is in control. God is in control. As you begin to pray and open up the service you spoke a lot about God taking control and us giving control to him and I'm saying my God, my God. And and that's Exactly what this is all about. God has given us times and seasons for every single thing under the sun. I I talk a lot to people about you, you can know the will of God all you want to. But if you don't know the timing of God, you can completely miss what God is desiring to do in and through you. And so timing is everything. God can give you a word and God can give you direction and God can give you an understanding and even a revelation. But if you don't understand the, the timing of everything, you can miss out on everything God is trying to do. And, and sometimes we walk away with without any faith because of what has transpired or what hasn't transpired simply because we lack the knowledge of God's timing. Timing is every single Thing in God and us finding out the purpose of God. I believe I'm here in God's perfect timing. It It doesn't matter what we may face and things we may go through, the difficulties that we may experience and God has specific seasons or or appointed times for us and, and we need to align ourselves with him to discern exactly what God is doing at those appropriate moments. And we are a schedule-oriented people. I don't know about you, but I, I I like to have a schedule because without a schedule, it's you know things are kind of haphazard and or you know it can can be chaotic and who likes chaos? Or at least I know I, I'm from Maryland. Well, I don't like chaos. And, and so what about you? Yeah, I, I I like things to be in some sort of order and I like for things to be. Uh, I need to have a, a I don't like to walk around blindly, if you will. I don't I don't like to just wake up and anything, anything goes. I, I, I want to make I want to sense that that someone is in control. Amen. I, I don't want things out of control. I want to have some semblance of control in my life. What what I realize is because I don't want things to be out of control, I often try to take control of things. Now, I, you may not do that. I'm just telling you how I do it in in Maryland. And and, and but in, in Maryland, uh, the saints of the Most High God, we 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 like to control things. Amen. And, and and we like to have a control uh, our lives. On the, cause I don't want confusion and I don't want frustration and everything else. So when I don't because I don't want frustration and confusion, sometimes I take matters into my own hands and and sometimes I get ahead of God. Amen. Now, you may not have that trouble. Amen. You, you, maybe you're one who just sits and wait. Okay. I got a word from God and and now I'm moving. Maybe you, you wake up in the morning and, 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 and you won't even get in your car and go to work until you get a word from God. I'm not like that. Amen. And, and, and so I, I kind of, you know, I have appointments and, you know, I have a, uh, a, uh, a calendar that I go by this calendar on my iPad and, and everything, every time someone gives me information or tell me that they, they're doing something in our church or you know, they're going out of town or you know, they want to see me. I keep everything on my calendar because if I don't put it on my calendar, it's not happening. You can call me up uh, two days later and say, hey, we had an appointment. I know. No, we didn't. It's not on my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it, it hasn't happened. It, it does not happening. And so I go by a appointments and that's how i am if i if i need to see a doctor i, you know, I set up an appointment i'll just come into the doctors office, oh hey hey i'm here mm-hmm. amen i don't just step into the dentist's office and say hey could you give me a cleaning uh, no i think i had to set up an appointment amen and so I, I i go by that i i set appointments up when i i need to take care of things and that's how we live by we live by appointments but because we uh, don't want chaos in our lives and we want some sort of order, sometimes, as I said, we get in the way of God and, and we can set appointments. But we can't always keep them. Amen. So we often break appointments. I'm so glad that God doesn't break any appointment that he keeps, that he, he sets So he has. And, and so we'll break an appointment. Simply because we're not in control. Amen. There have been, I'm sad to say, many appointments that I've had and I've had to cancel. I'm sorry or something has come up. Or I'm sorry I've I've gotten ill. I've gotten sick so I can't make that appointment. Or I just don't feel like it anymore. And so I had to cancel an, an appointment that I've made. Why? Because I am ultimately not in control. But we like to, and I'm sorry, we like to Take a little control of our lives. Even as uh, apostolics. Well, it's not right there. said it on the sign. And apostolic. I like that sign. Life. the Apostolic church. And we apostolic. We, we, yeah, I like that brand. I like, I like being apostolic. I don't know about you. I like being like the apostles. Because they were like Jesus. And I, I want to be like Jesus. Amen. And, and, and so we, we, we take control and, and because, this, let's just face it, the Bible says here that there's a, a, a time to, to, to be born and a time to die. and we, we understand that. And I don't know about you, but I didn't just decide, okay, mother, it's time for me to come out. That didn't happen. I had no control over it. And, and I, I don't think I'm having any control when I take my last breath. Hopefully, I just get ratchet. you know. Now, some people feel like they can take control over their life, meaning, you know, there are some people who commit suicide and whatever. And, uh, you know, that's sad. But we now, now we don't have control over the first, now, the first breath that we take. Or the last breath that we take. Now, people will end their life I, they, now they, because they feel like they they can control and well, I can control my destiny. But I'm telling you, I've seen and had people based on the field that I've worked in, I had people who have tried to kill themselves and they didn't die right away. I'm not trying to you know give you gory stuff or whatever. And doctors can say, well, you know what? You're, this is the uh, date the, the date that you go. What what do they call it? The day you're gonna be born, that they they think the due date. There you go. Come on, somebody, women, come on. I know you're the due date. This is the date. Now you know. Well, if you're gonna have a cesarean, they they determine. Okay, we're gonna take the baby. But they you know they can cause the baby to come out of the womb, but they 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 don't know when that baby's gonna take the first breath of life, and they may try to assist it. You know, spank it. Lay their hands on it, whatever. It's like that when we're born in the spirit. You know, we can decide when we're going to get baptized, but you don't know when you're going to receive the Holy Ghost and that breath of life because God puts that in his hand. also not only birth, but he also puts death into his hands. And and so on this end of the spectrum, God is in control. And on this end of the spectrum, God is in control. It is appointed until man wants to die. We, we understand it. We know that. And, 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 but within those two ends of the spectrum, we try to control things. I'm, I'm not getting on you. I'm just talking about humanity. Amen. That's just how we're made. And we need to understand it. But it's so it says it's a time to be born and a time to die. That's in God's hand. But then it's a time to plant. And a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance. And I don't know about you, but I can dance anytime I want to. I may not do it too well. I may have two left feet. But I can dance anytime I want to. Hello? I can lift up my hand. I can laugh anytime I want to. I, hello? I can weep anytime I want to. And so because we have the ability and the power to choose when we can do these things, we are ultimately trying to take control. And so I have, I have the ability. I can choose to embrace Come on. Yeah, see that? Or to refrain from embracing. I can choose to love. I know we don't do that. Or to hate. We don't do that around here, right? (laughs) So we have the ability... To do all these things, I, I, it's a time to rend and a time to sow, a, a time to keep silence. Some of us need to learn that, especially me, uh, and a time to speak. Well, and my wife right now, you found out my wife, she really can talk, can't she? That girl can go. <laughs> that time to silent, be silent part, that's only when she's sleep. She can talk, I'm going to tell you. And she has that gift, that really good gift of the gab. And, and it's a time for war and a time for peace. And I can decide when, hey, I, I'm ready to fight. Hello? Whether it's through verbal words or or something else, you know, uh, I wish I was one of those nice, calm, and collective guys all the time, but I'm not. And so I drive in the city. Now, you guys don't have to worry about traffic around here, or at least from what I see, you you know, maybe some cows and some uh, (laughs) horses and things of that nature. But me, I had to worry about a lot of traffic. And so that horn is not only just to caution someone, that horn is also, come like, on, oh, me, be be I wish I was always calm. So I, I, there's a time that, I, you know, I, I can do these things. I can express myself. Because I had the power and the ability to choose, the ability to do things, the ability to somehow influence things around me. And because I do that, oftentimes I relinquish the control that God is trying to have in my life because ultimately I can take control. I'm just trying to help you. and I'm just trying to get to a point, okay? Y'all sitting back like, well, I don't don't do that. (laughs) And, but w- without thinking, we can run our lives. And we can go days and days without trying to find out what God desires and what God wants. And what, and like, like you said, what, what is your last name? I'm sorry. Flowers. Brother Flowers. He told me last night, I will never forget it again. God, help me, please. I don't want to be a liar. I don't want to be a liar. <laughs> Brother Flowers, you, you said it so well. God help us to give you control. Help us to give you control. I I I, I asked my um the congregation, I lead. I said um, I said God is in control, isn't He? And like yes. I said, what is he in control of? Only what He will allow, what we allow Him to be in control of. You see, God is not going to take our choice away. He's not going to take our ability to choose. And when I choose to do something, ultimately, I can take control from the hands of God. But God is asking and pleading with his people to surrender ourselves, surrender our day, surrender our wishes and our desires and give that over to him. God, let me find out what you would like to do. That's the type of life God is calling us to live. And I want you to think about that where you are in, in your life right now. It's not just about coming to church. I love coming to the church. I love gathering together. I love worshiping God. I love praising God. I, I love lifting my hands up. I love being around the people of God and experiencing the love of God. But when I get outside of these church doors that time doesn't belong to me. My life still doesn't belong to me. It belongs belongs to him. He gave me the breath of life. And so my life supposed to be given into his hands. But we 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 need to to kind of it, it's not just a, a by default and it just we set on autopilot or automatic that well, you know, I, I came to church, I prayed and I will pray this morning and all that that, and that my life is totally surrendered to him. I, I wish it was that easy. I, I, I wish I, that's just it. Automatically, I, I prayed and everything else. And, and now, God, I can just go about my day. And, and now you're controlling my every movement. You're controlling my every whatever. No, I have the ability to choose every moment of the day to make decisions. And that's why the Bible says that I, I can't seek my own way. Acknowledge him in all thy ways and he shall direct. Your paths. I have to acknowledge him. Acknowledge him in all things that I do. I'm not in control. If I am in control. Things are out of control. You can tell when. Man has his hands involved because when man has his hands involved, everything is out of control. And even when that when I give God everything, even though when things seem to be chaotic, it's organized chaos. And God can work things. God told uh, Joseph, "Hey, I'm going to do something great in you. All your it was a dream, obviously. All your brethren are, they, they're going to uh, bow down before you. Great. Uh, Joseph could see himself with his coat. I, I can imagine he woke up, put his coat on. He probably slept with that coat." Uh, And, and he, you know, he's bragging. He's, oh, man, I'm all that. Y'all going to bow down before me? Oh, we are, huh? Okay. And we saw the process. But Joseph didn't do that to himself. He didn't put himself in the pit he didn't drag himself down to Egypt Uh, he didn't put himself in the prison or in that situation in Potiphar's house and so all those things was happening because he surrendered his life to God and God was orchestrating all those things so even when you had things come in your life against you when you surrender your life to God you can be rest assured that there's an appointed end and there's a a situation God is going to put you in where he's going to elevate you he's going to get you out out of the prison and out of Potiphar house and put you in a palace. And so all those things get to working in our lives and sometimes people wonder well-meaning Christians. Now I don't know about you. I've been living for God for 28 years and living for, you know, I've been giving my life to him for 28 years. 28 years. Now that's not like Disney World. People will try to make out like living, oh once you give your life to God, everything is wonderful. Hallelujah. Praise God. Stop lying. Jesus said in this world. You shall have tribulation. You're going to have difficulties. People will come against you. You're going to have persecution. Hey, if they did this to me, they're going to do this to you. Uh, You're not always going to have it easy. You're not going to always live in the palace. We need to face that reality. We live in this world. But he said, hey, in this world, you shall have but be of good cheer. He said, you might in me, you might have peace. Meaning peace can be available to you. You might have it if you want it, if you pursue it, if you seek it, you can get peace if you want it. Now you're going to have trouble. You're going to have tribulation, but you're going to have to decide if you're going to have peace. I'm telling you, if I'm going to be in this world and I'm going to have some problems, I want to make sure I have some peace to go along with my problems. If I'm going to have a storm, I want to have the God of peace that calms the storms. It's available. It's available. And we, we sometimes, hey, everything is, you know how it is. Man, how you doing? Man, I'm fine. Everything is fine. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm blessed. And we, we oh, oh, praise. Everything is lovely. Everything is wonderful. Now, if I do that every day, 365 65 days a, uh, in the year for 10 years, and you say that same thing every time, something's wrong. Let's that's, that's be real. Something is wrong. Hello. Well, I'm blessed. That's good. I asked one sister now, church. How you doing? I'm blessed. How you doing? I'm blessed, pastor. I said, okay, I know you're blessed, but how you doing? Right? I'm blessed whether I'm going through something or I'm blessed. I'm always going to be blessed, but that doesn't really tell me how I'm doing. Sometimes I'm not feeling well. Hello? Sometimes I'm tired. And so we, here here we go. And and, and so we, we, we need to just be open and honest. We are human flesh. And he understands our frail, our frailty. He understands our weakness, our frame. He knows exactly what we are. And we don't have to hide that from one another because when I'm going through something, guess what? My brother over there say, well, you know what? I just went through that same thing. Can I pray for you? But if you say, well, uh, I, I'm fine. Everything is wonderful. And that brother over there has just been through that trial. And he can tell you, oh, that pastor, he, you know, hey, he can, help, you know, guide you along the way. But when we try to hide, oh, hallelujah, huh? is that too honest and open and real? And our brother and sister not looking down on us to say, well, wow, you see that? What? It? What, what? What? What's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? There's nothing wrong with them. Amen. That's what we're here for. But I, wait, this is, I don't know what you guys normally do on a Sunday morning, but this is, but I just want to be real with Jesus wants us to be real because he desires to have control in our lives. And let's, now, I, now let, we're going to show, how many of you have ever tried to be in control? Now, those of you who, who didn't put your hand up, stop line. <laughs> we're going we're to have an altar call for everybody who didn't raise their hand. And we're going to pray that line spirit off of you. Amen. Cause I'm telling you what, we just by by nature and default, we try to control. Well, because we don't like things a certain way, we're trying to control cer- certain things. You know, if God allowed me to be in a particular situation, we want to pray our way out of it. Or oh, we we bind the devil. All we want, we can bind the devil. Devil doesn't have anything to do with it. You know, Joseph could have been in that pit. I bind you, devil. He wasn't getting out of the pit. He wasn't getting out of the prison, man. He tried to get out of prison. He interpreted dreams. He was used by God, and he still didn't get out of the prison. And so, but God wants us to relinquish it. It's something within us that 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 just automatically, you know what? Something happens. I'm going to and men, especially men. Come on, guys. You know how it is. If you, you any married guys in the house? You married. You, you definitely know what I'm talking about. Your wife comes to you and she, she's coming just to share with you something. Well, come on, tell me so I can fix it. Pretty much is what we're saying. <laughs> right? And we, we want to fix the problem. We just, it's just something about us. We, we, we want to solve the puzzle. I can fix it. I can fix it, sure. And then guess what happens? Make a mess out of it. See, I'm the type of guy who, you know what? Forget it. If I can get away from reading all the instructions, I can save a whole lot of time without reading, spend them all the time reading all the instructions. I can figure the thing out. And by the time I figure it out and without reading the instructions, there are like 10 different parts still left out. <laughs> well, I guess those things really weren't necessary. Right? And then you have to go back and then to read the instructions to try to figure it out. Why? Because I, I've tried to take control because we, we, we tend to do that. Hey, men, and you women, you, you don't necessarily have to do that, right? You don't, y'all, don't, y'all don't try to control things and everything else. No, y'all don't try to control. <laughs> y'all don't try because y'all know y'all in control. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's all good. But that, that's, that's just how it is. And, and it, we, we've done an awful job. man. mankind, we, we, we've done a poor job of controlling things. And you you complain about the world that we live in. I mean, I don't know about you, but this world is a mess. Now I don't know about it. maybe Yakka is Yakima, right? I heard one guy I was over there in um, Seattle. He said Yakima. I said I went up all oh, probably. Yeah, man, we're going to Yakima. He said Yakima. It's like man, I've been saying it wrong all this time. He's from Seattle. You got to talk to those guys in Seattle. I don't know what they're doing. And, you know and. Um, so, I, you know, tell me, I'm going to, y'all, y'all came down and I forgot what I was ready to go to. Now, just because I did that, try to, uh, so what was I saying? Help me out. Huh? Yeah, thank you very much. See, that guy, he, he has a, he's, he's sharp. So, the world is an absolute mess. Absolute, if you love this world, my goodness. You, you love this world, I, I got a swamp, I want to sell you. It, this world is a mess and it's not if you think this world is getting any better and it really doesn't matter who's in office amen unless maybe like, unless he was in office he looked like a politician like a politician right? he looked like he can run for, for run for something you know but uh, this world is an absolute mess because it only shows what when man is in control look what happens i, I I don't want to control my life. Every time I try to control my life, what a mess I make of it. So I decide, you know what, I need to give God control of this. I'm not in control. You look at mankind and everything. You don't like the president, don't worry. He only has a few more years, right? He might, if he gets elected again and whatever, another one will come sooner or later. What do you like? It will change. Right? You don't like the weather? Guess what? It will change. Amen. You know, it, it, everything changes. Every season's change, and, and and uh medications, they tell you one minute this medicine is fine, you find out 5 years later this thing is killing people. Amen. I I, I had the misfortune of, of working uh, uh, previously in uh and helping to approve Certain drugs, uh, you know, get passed through FDA, and it's a scary thing, (laughs) And, and, and so drugs change, people change, things change, laws change, one minute this is okay. Next minute, it's not okay. You know, when you step out of this door, uh, maybe something has changed. You better, maybe, maybe you have to tune into the news and find out. Are there any new laws there? Everything changes. Why? Because man is not in control. The only thing that stays the same is him. He said, I'm the same God yesterday, today, and forever. I'm the Lord God. I change not. And the reason why God is in control, because he doesn't change. His word is forever settled. And so that's how you know who's in control. But the only way God can control my life is that I give it to him. He's not going to violate. He's not going to take control of any. People ask me, is, is, is God in control? It's, it's like this. Now, you have a thermostat in here, right? It's downstairs and it regulates up here. So that thermostat, I don't know what it's set to, but that thermostat actually controls the temperature in this room, right? I mean, that's simple. And so I I love the thermostat. And so you can set that thermostat. Obviously, that thermostat controls the whole building. Doesn't control the whole building. And and so that thermostat controls the whole building. Now, I don't know which room that thermostat is in, but wherever that thermostat is, that temperature is probably the closest, the temperature in that room is closest to what that thermostat is trying to give out. The further you get away from the control box or the thermostat, there are many variations that can take place. And, and so in my house, I have my thermostat set and my thermostat in my house may say 68 or 69, but then I go in one room in my house it's always hot in that particular room. And then I go in another room in my house, the one over my garage, it's always cold in that particular room. and But the thermostat in that room where the thermostat is, it is set just right. Now that thermostat controls those other rooms, but the further they are away from the thermostat the less influence the thermostat has over that but those uh, that area that's closest to the thermostat it is under the control of the thermostat you see when you get closer to God God is able to control and to regulate everything in your life the further you get away things happen variation and so I can shut one door off If I shut that door, even though that thermostat is regulated to help in that particular room, but because the door is closed, it's susceptible to other things. And I can plug up a heater, and I can plug up a fan, and I can do all those things, and I can open up a window or whatever, and I can deplete the influence of the thermostat that's set to control the temperature in that room. And that's exactly what mankind do. And that's sometimes what apostolics do. Any and everybody. Sometimes we just close off areas in our life. Well, God, I, I, I you know, we give God, you know, it's like the marriage. I had to uh, listen to the marriage uh, counseling, uh whatever. I think it was, I forget the name of it. Love and respect. I don't know if it, you know, uh, I'm not promoting and all that, whatever, especially the doctrinal part. But, you know. The love and respect, or whatever, and you know, it's you know the women you know uh, have their deal, and the man had you you know the, the men you you know need to be respected, the women need to be loved, and and and, and all that, and so and here I go help me out. Where was I going? Yeah, 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 maybe. <laughs> And so you you have you, you know you can look through one set of glass no I know what it was it's it's the, the, the uh, back to the thermostat. And and, and so uh, bec- uh in this particular video, um uh in this particular video, the, the women act and uh did things a certain way, and, and the, the men did things a certain way, and and uh they they went on to do things through the pink. And men would only do things through the blue, and so. But uh, things that the the women did, and the things that the men did, they've come from different uh, or opposite perspectives. But if just because they're coming from this perspective, and this comes coming from this perspective they had to somehow meet up somewhere in between and they had to begin to understand what that particular party is, is coming where that particular party is coming from and, and vice versa and, and it's like that with God God is on one end of the spectrum we're on the other end of the spectrum and we need to God sees where we are and, and we just need to see and understand where God is coming from from his vantage point and when we understand where he's coming from God is ultimately in control of all things he covers all time and all space he's beyond all time and all space we don't even know what's going to be in our tomorrow what are you doing tomorrow i'm going to work right yeah right hopefully he said hopefully you know we'll say that well you know what uh, if the lord's willing hey one guy tell me we, we're having church service he said uh i said well I, all right i see in church he said yeah if the lord's willing i said stop right there the lord is willing for you to come to church Make no mistake about it. If you're breathing, the Lord is willing for you to come to church. And and sometimes it's, but. We got to understand all power is not in God's hand because He surrendered some of His power to us by the choice we make. God is not going to violate your will. He's not going to violate my will. He He's going to give me the ability to choose to to worship, to choose to surrender, not only to worship and to surrender, but also to choose whether how I'm going to live for Him, how I'm going to walk with Him, the integrity that I'm going to walk in. And, and sometimes we we get in certain situations and and, and and predicaments and everything else because we run our lives a certain way and all of a sudden we want god to step in okay god can you fix this and and god can you fix that god can you do this and god can you do that when we do that it's because we have controlled our lives up until a certain point and what we need to do is just surrender god not my will but your will be done And the more we surrender our will, the more we surrender our day, the more God will be in control. Because uh, ultimately, God is not going to take control over anything. He's not going to say, and I forget your name. I know I met you twice. What what was your name, Martin? Martin. Yeah, Martin. We were just discussing. Martin, you're going to the pause meeting, right? And you're going to the pause meeting, right? He said, I know a little something. Woo. No, they told me. (laughs) And so... uh, (laughs) Martin <laughs> yeah, come on, come here, Martin, now, Martin, what I want you to do is is, is lift your hands up in here, put your hands down, lift your hands up again, put your hands down. now, God made you do that, didn't he He did, no, you you just did it on your own, he said, that's right, uh, no, no, you you did that on your own. We have the ability to do things on our own. Now, God is not going to violate Martin's will. God is not going to just force himself. God is not going to come here, Martin. Get down on your knees and, and worship me. Lay down on your face and worship me. No, we have to do that free, of our own free will and volition. We have to choose to, to live. Now, just like we worship God in here, when we get out there, we have to make some choices. It's all about choice ever since the creation of man. It's all. It has always been about choice and it has always been about control. Who's in control? From the very beginning, it was always about choice and it was always about control. God said, hey, this is what I've set in the garden. This is, what, this is my order of things and, and you have a choice uh, to do X, Y, and Z. Now, he told us what to do. God didn't ask. He said, you shall not eat. He didn't ask him. He didn't say, Adam, you know, please, if you want to listen to me, um, and if you want to do what I say and you want me to be, uh, please don't, don't, don't eat of that tree. And please, Adam, I- I'm begging you, Adam, if you would kindly, sir, don't eat of that. I-, I would really appreciate it. But, you know, I understand if you don't. No, no, no. He told him, don't eat of it. He told him what to do. Now, Adam had a choice. And with every choice we make, there are consequences. Every time we make a choice, and the my, the, the problem is when I make, I, I, you know, I, I wasn't, again, I wasn't always raised in church. I'm almost done. I wasn't raised in the church or whatever. It was, I was 25 when I finally, I was one of those hard-hit knucklehead guys. You see these scars and all that? That's from being just a hard-hit knucklehead. You know, that's just the way I, I was, you know. and And so I, come from uh, one of the, uh, I was uh, raised in one of the toughest, roughest neighborhoods in Baltimore City. So you had to be tough, you know. And, and so that's, that's what I was raised in. So I was a, a hardhead. So it took 25 years for the Lord to get through this thick skull of mine before I surrendered. You know, so I wasn't always raised in the church and, I, you know, and everything else. And, and so it took 25 years. To get to a place of surrender to him. And I tell people, you don't have to go through all those things I went through. All those things I had to go through. And you can surrender yourself to him. You, can, you don't have to go through younger people. You don't have to go through all the hardships and everything else and experience all the headaches and everything. And so I, it took years to get all that stuff out. Years. Because of the decisions I made. And I made some decisions before I came to God that, you know what? I, I reaped what I sowed. And just because you decide to get things right, it doesn't mean that you're not going to reap what you sowed beforehand. And I'm telling you what things that you sowed, I'm telling you it what you will reap it. So the best thing you can do is begin to tur- overturn those things right now. make some changes make some choices the right choices uh make some some, some proper des- decisions and you have people who they come to church but then they they live out there like they uh used to live that way uh and i I'm, I'm going to get this right they live out there the, uh, in a different manner than what they live in the church and, and so they live out there in a in a manner that they know when they get in the church that those things ought not to be so and and, and they, they kind of have two lives where that one in one place in this place that this particular person but when they go back out there they gravitate to their own ways I'm not talking about somebody here unless God is talking to you but we have to decide to make some choices. I don't care whether you've been living. I have some people that have been living for God for, and I say living for, you know, you know, they've been serving God or whatever you want to call it, for 20-something years. And, brother, I'm telling you what, it's like they just got the Holy Ghost yesterday. And I don't know if you use this word around here. It might be so you have to forgive me. They do, this, they do some stupid things. You know, I'm sorry over the, I know it's sanctimonious and all that. I mean, I'm like, come on. You've been living for God for 26 years. How can you keep doing the stupid things you've been doing? I mean, God has to be talking to you, right? It's a matter of choice. I I told you I'm almost done. I probably took too long. right? I I don't even know what to, you know, whatever. (laughs) I really do care about your time. I um, I don't know, maybe a couple of days ago, I, was, I think I was on a plane or whatever, and I was, uh, what, what, you know, Lord, what would you have? What, what would you like to communicate? I, I don't know people. I don't even know my own heart. I don't. I, I know my heart by my actions and by the words that come out. And then when I see my actions and see the words, and I can say, oh, something's going on. I don't know you. I'm not, you know, uh, anywhere you go, there are people from every range of, and walk in life and, you know, every range in their walk with God and everything else. And so this is not about that. I'm not coming here trying to say, you know, you, you y'all, y'all, y'all controlling your own life and, and you, y'all not letting God. I'm not, that's not where I'm coming from. All right, please hear me. I'm saying that as human beings, just like in the beginning, God gives us a choice and flesh will cause us to do things that is most convenient to flesh. Amen. That's just the way it is. And I I don't know about you, but Paul, that guy who wrote most of the New Testament, he said in me, that is in my flesh, there's no good thing. There there was nothing good in Paul's flesh. I, I can conclude there's nothing good in my flesh. My flesh is no better than anyone else's flesh. There was only one sinless one. And his name is right there. That's the one we're living for, Jesus. And so I had to direct all my attentions and all my decisions and everything that I do to him. Because ultimately God desires to be in control in every area of my life. And it's, it's just like that thermostat. Now God is not going to... Make me out of a robot. Charles, I want you to turn left. About face. Forward march. No, God is not going to do that. No. No, he, he's not going to do that. He But God is going to kind of regulate. Influence. And direct. And lead you. And guide you. And sometimes people don't want to relinquish control because they think they're going to be a robot and they're not going to be able to do things they would like to do and make decisions and all that. No, God is not doing that. And so wherever you are in your walk with God. Wherever you are in your, maybe, you know, you've you've been in this thing for, for, you maybe you came out of the womb speaking in tongues. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or or, uh, or maybe you came out of the womb with a pitchfork. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. I do know this. That God loves each and every one in this room here. And God has a purpose. He has a will, and he has a plan for each and every one of us. And we can we can waste our time and waste our life away trying to to find this next adventure and 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 and, and cover this next bucket list and, and 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 pursue this dream and 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 chase this fantasy and and, and look to this and that. But time is short. Our days are numbered. It's not a bad thing. And the more I learn to surrender myself to God my thoughts, my mind, and my heart, my spirit, and to seek direction from him. And a lot of times, you know what's going to happen? A lot of times, you're going to be seeking God, and you seek God, and you, you're not going to be sure whether God's giving you direction and This man is going to come behind a pulpit and he's going to say something from this pulpit or face to face with you directly. And it's going to be the it's going to be like the voice of God speaking to you and God. And sometimes he's going to say things and has said things, I'm sure, that you didn't quite agree with. I don't act like that. You don't act like you agree every time with the man of God, because we don't agree every time with the Bible has to say. No. I don't like everything the Bible tells me to do. All right? How many like to fast? You just get you. Oh yeah, I can't wait to go on a thirty-day fast. Huh? No. Amen. Please, God, if you if you like fasting that that much, please you can fast for me every time I need to fast. Hey, fast for me. <laughs> like it that much? Well. You're going to hear because I want direction for my life. I don't want to be in control of my life. I want God to, I, I want God to be able to direct my paths. And, and sometimes you, you, you may think it's walking blindly, but when you surrender over to him, and God just kind of orchestrates your day and, and God just lead me in a certain direction and a certain path. And, and the things that God has done, listening to his testimony and, and listening to different people's testimony and, and I heard, heard your testimony and listening to how God has orchestrated your life. And, and you're not back here by, by some accident or, or some mishap. I don't know how you got back here, why, what decisions, whatever. And you may say, well, I think I'm going to go back to Yakima. Now, I don't think it was like that. I think God was directing. You know, some people don't think God cares about about anything, you know, or certain things in their life. Well, God, he's not really concerned about that. If he was concerned enough to to count every hair on your head, he numbered every single hair on your head. And I told God, look, you know what? You don't have to waste your time with my head. You can focus on something else. (laughs) All right? You got more time for work. Focus on something else with me, right? Let me just whack this stuff off here. But if he gives that much detail to the hairs on your head, every single part of you, God was saying, even the follicles on your head, I'm aware of. I give that much attention to you. So everything that you do, every step you make, every decision that you make, I want to be involved in you. That's a caring God. That's not a dictator. That's a loving, caring God. He has the power to, to just crush all things. He has, a pow- he has the power to end all things. It, this, this world is, is, is an absolute mess. And, and the greatest ability and power that God has is his restraining power. That's a God. You say, well, what in the world is God doing? If God is in control, I like had one of my cousins tell me, well, I don't believe there is a God. I said, oh, wow. That's just wow. You don't believe there's a God? Wow, where did you get that revelation? That was the first, first person ever who ever said that. He said, I, I've come to the conclusion. I mean, it was like he was Sherlock Holmes. I, the deduction, I've deducted, I've recently, there is no God. I'm like, oh, yeah? He said, look at all the suffering in the world. Look at everything people are gone through. Babies are dying, starvation and, and all that. People are innocent, people being killed. And I, I've come to the conclusion that could not be a God. Because of all the calamity and all the stuff that's going on in the world, and I said, "Oh, so you're judging God, the power of God, and the love of God, based on the condition of man? You look around in the world; it has nothing to do with God, and everything to do with man being in control, and the choices man has made. And so, when we see all that, you wonder. I had, uh, you know, people in our people in our church that lost a loved one, and and they're so devastated, I, I can't believe in a God anymore because my little baby died. And if you have had a baby that died, I'm not, you know, forgive me. I'm not trying to be hard. But I had a sister said, my, my baby, my baby died, died right there, giving birth. There can't be a God. And I said, sister, the Bible already told us that everybody is appointed to die. We are all going to die. Your baby is no different than anybody else. And sometimes we think it—you know—something happens, a freak accident, or whatever—and and, and then someone lost a life that prematurely. No one dies prematurely. No one dies. God knows your point in time. I don't know when I'm going to check out. I don't. I just told my wife, just make sure I have my boots on. That's all. Seriously, I wasn't the—I want—I want boots on. No, I don't really. <laughs> That's what I told us joking and whatever. But you don't, you, don't know, you don't know when that time is going to be. We're not in control. Thank God that I know the one who can be in control. And I want to give him control over every second, every breath, every moment of my life. Won't you stand, please? And regardless of where you are, I, I wasn't hollering and screaming and and hopefully I didn't say anything too offensive. You say anything out of the line, and he'll straighten all this stuff out, don't worry, he'll get it all right and get it put everything back in order. And I might I may not be back again with our but, but we serve a great God. He can look down into the very cavern of our hearts everything we're going through and we put on a smile or whatever and people don't know the pain that we're, we're, we're experiencing and we're facing. People don't know the times when we just can kick ourselves because of the decision that we made. We made some bad decisions. Yeah. Right? Sure. Right? Yeah. No? Nobody's made any bad decisions. No, statue. Not going to draw from me. No. We serve a good God. Can we agree with that? Yeah. We serve a good God. Amen. we do a poor job trying to be God. I'm telling you for me. I can often just take something and go with it, but if I don't seek God, and sometimes what seems like it's the will of God may not necessarily be. If everybody is telling you, yes, you should do this, yes, you should do that. Why don't we find out what God says? Well, no, you shouldn't, no, you didn't. They, they always saying everything. They, you know that they are universal. Well, they say, what about what he says? I want to find out what he has to say. I want to surrender my life totally to him, not just in the church service, not, not, not in a, a meeting together or a fellowship and everything else. I, I want to give my life to him. I want God, God to be in control. Won't you just lift your hands? close your eyes. Why don't we just surrender right here this morning all over this house. Oh that's so sweet. That's so precious. God I surrender to you father. Forgive me for the times and the areas in my life God that I've taken control to put matters in my own hands decided I'm going to do. My voice is going to be heard in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to be in on the low part of the told him huh? I'm not going to be the rug the people to step on. And hey we can't do it. We have to let God be the Lord and the judge in our life. In the name of Jesus Christ come on just for a few minutes as your pastor comes. Come on somebody right now in Jesus name. Come on young people you're not too young to surrender to him. Yonder tololo shata shatamahaya. Yaka handa ra hata la In Jesus name we surrender to you Lord Ito yo mo
0: come on talk to him about these things father search my heart any area where i'm trying to maintain control reveal it to me that i would release it to you that you would order each step come on he knows your heart he knows my heart in the name of jesus i trust you I trust you. If you need to step out from where you are, why don't you do that? We'll open this altar to you today. The Lord is beckoning. He's asking you and I to be willing to release control of every area. Release it to Him knowing that He will order our steps. He'll direct our life. He'll work all things together for our good. Jesus, we trust you. Jesus, we trust you. You are a good shepherd. You direct us. You lead and guide for your purpose. You do things to benefit us, Lord. You know the beginning from the ending. Therefore, it's you alone who's truly qualified to control and direct our lives. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus father these things I'm trying to hold. In the name of jesus in the name of jesus come on we can say we've committed our life to god but still try to control areas of our life we still try to rule and run our own life the lord is inviting us to allow him to be the good shepherd that he is he's inviting us to allow him to be the good shepherd that he is jesus in your name Our humanity and the voice of the enemy says, But if I give him control, it means I'm giving up. And what happens? That's called trusting him. It's called trusting him. You and I can trust him. We can trust him. Jesus, si catarremo. Yetti arabbacheto. I arabbayelo norria la masito. Yekhi anando lo bo corregita. I arabbayelo la masito lo bo corregita. Rekita. ma ya In the name of Jesus. Come on, what's that one area that he's illuminating to you? The Holy Ghost is speaking to many lives today and he's illuminating some things to some individuals here. Be willing to take that and release it to him. Express it from your heart, out of your mouth, an expression of faith. Lord, I've been controlling this area. I've been holding it back from you. Trying to do what I thought was right. God, in faith and trust, I release it to you today. God, I'm inviting you to lead and guide in this area of my life. I'm asking you to take control of this area that I've held on to. I release it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ira maso la masolo bo corria lava kaiye. Ira la masito lo bo corria taja ye. Ira la masio rekiando lo bo si arrata ha. Iere le dia la ma chi lo si iere le dia taja ye. Ira la man de le chi arrata masata. Ha. Idolobos i arrata haye Itorrocociti dità Se loro ria mascitolobosita Some many of us we have we have past experience That dictates present thought. We have past experience. That dictates present thought. And so we hear the word control. And it scares us. Because. We've had times in our lives. Somewhere along the journey. Where the one who was in control. Was not. A good person to be in control and so they exercise control over our lives whether as a child or whether another situation or something in a family or you worked for someone on a job that was controlling and so and it was negative in your life and so we have this idea our present thought is influenced by past experience And so we hear this idea of the Lord being in control and something rises up in us. It's our humanity that says, no, I've experienced that before. But as the Lord was ministering through Brother Simpson, I kept hearing the Lord just repeat this over and over in my spirit, Brother Simpson, over and over. When he was mentioning... Again and again, God being in control, God being in control. I kept thinking about the Lord being in control and in my own sitting over there and listening, trying to receive into my spirit. I was saying, God, any area, any area, any area that I'm holding, harboring, where I'm trying. This is what the Lord kept saying to me about him being in control. I'm the good shepherd. That's the way he controls as a shepherd. We have our own picture of what control looks like. That's what we think control is. Push, pull, turn, twist, turn, coerce. That's the word we associate. That's not the word he associates with. Control. He's the good shepherd. Come on, you know the 23rd Psalm. David said it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know how that verse goes, right? He leadeth me. It doesn't say he pushes me. He leadeth me. What's happening? I get to choose to follow. But where does he lead me? He leads me beside still waters. And then he takes my head and shoves it in the river and says, Drink it no he leads me beside still waters he makes me what does he make me do oh he makes me just lie down in green pastures you understand as a shepherd he leads, he guides, he directs but he never forces that's how he controls as a shepherd a shepherd who has a rod and a staff not to beat and to hurt but a rod that says hold on you're going a direction let me this, this rod reaches out and just sort of nudges me back in line. The, the, the staff comes and says, Oh, hold on, you're about to go over the edge of a cliff. I'm going to grab you and pull you back. It's not one of control that forces and coerces and pushes. and con- No, no, it's not that kind of control. It's the shepherd. He said, I am the good shepherd. I laid down my life for the sheep. The one who wants control of our lives is the one who's willing to lay his life down for our life. You can trust him. Is it any wonder he said this? The sheep know the shepherd's voice and another they will not follow. I really feel the shepherd here today reaching to us. Come on, he's reaching to you, to those places you're trying to hold on to. Not because he's trying to strip them from you to hurt you. No, no, he's trying to help us. He's reaching to help us. It's the voice of a shepherd. The shepherd's saying, let me lead you by still waters. You're saying, where's my peace? He has peace for you, but not while you're controlling where you're going. Oh, you may have temporary moments of peace here and there, and things are good, and you think maybe this will last a little longer. But the only lasting peace is when He's the Shepherd. When He's the Shepherd. <laughs> Ira ba yelo bokoriya yamande ikata reboyesi aratai. Ira la ba yeto reyarate turia shikone li esutaba. Meili eshte me e osada Nobori ayebe eche re ekitaba. Bioroto vadiese ekita leo to ya I damayeto rokoshi ti araramaseto. Imaneleki ti aratayeto. Hisoro robo koshi ti abareketeyeshitaya. I toroko poshi Do you hear what? Do you hear what he said? He said. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil. Really? You're walking through the valley of the shadow of death? You don't fear? I fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. The shepherd is in control. You know, there can't really be a shadow of death. It's impossible for there to be a shadow without light. It's not death, it's just death's shadow. But the light is shining. How not fear you're with me. You're with me. Come on, he's inviting you and I to be with him control of every aspect of our lives, our jobs, our families, relationships, everywhere we go, everything we do, He's inviting us to give Him control and let Him direct our lives. Would you reach to Him with me one more time before we leave today? On reach to Him. If you haven't yet today, would you just forget about the person beside you for just a moment? And would you reach to him? Come on, he's reaching to you. He's reached to you all day. Would you just reach to him with your spirit? Yorobalia Beliya Shiele Yarataye Ikabale Toyo Shiarataye In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus. Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name as we take this step of faith together what he'll begin to do in short order we'll be able to look and know It was God that did this. And the turning point was when I gave up control. It was God that did this. And the turning point was when I said, I'm no longer controlling it. God, I release it to you. Instruct me. Direct me. I'm not. And I release it today and I'm not grabbing it back. Amen? Praise God. Can we thank Him together? Thank You, Lord, for Your Word. Thank You for the ministry of Your Spirit. Thank You for Your promises to each and every one of us. Thank You for the revelation, the understanding that You have brought for the mixing of faith and the Word in the heart of each one. We magnify you and give you glory today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The Lord bless you. Dismissed in Jesus' name today. Greet somebody.